You're listening to Productive Flourishing. Thanks for joining us today. Another for sure growth edge for me this year has been around self-acceptance, really embracing all the messy parts of me, the messy emotions, the feelings, and understanding that they are all valuable and they are all necessary and needed to have the type of life I really want to have, a full spectrum life. That self-acceptance, a lot of that has happened because of the writing I've been doing. Welcome to Productive Flourishing, where we explore how to do the work that matters so you become your best self in the world. I'm your host, Charlie Gilkey, and I'm joined by Angela Wheeler and other guests who will share their stories, insights, wins, and challenges in the hopes that our journeys and stories will help you with yours. Now, on to the show. Welcome to episode 226 of the Productive Flourishing Podcast. I'm Charlie Gilkey. And I'm Angela Wheeler. And it's been a minute, y'all. Yeah, it has. It's been nearly six months. Nearly six months. Is this the longest we've gone? I think it is, yeah. Alrighty. In case you're hearing us crystal clear, we've got some new mic tech, and I'm really excited about it. I'm probably a little bit more excited about it than Angela is. Totally. You are um, so the tech person. I'm so the tech person, but man, um, y'all just don't know. We'll put links in the show notes about what we're using now, um, and it just it's made a big difference. So if you can hear that difference, you're welcome. <laughs> Alrighty. About this time of the year, we do a reflection over the year, over what our growth edges have been and what we're excited about. And so we're going to do that in tradition. Mm-hmm. And before we go in, we're going to be touching on some things that you'll find us be a little bit uncomfortable about because we are currently in the middle of sharing a lot of the news about what's happening with PF, and you're going to be listening to this before that's published. And so, or sorry, you're going to be listening to this after it's published, but we haven't done all the writing yet. So we're sort of building this uh, plane while we're flying it or fixing it while flying it. And so if you see me stumble and you're like, oh, it's a series or it's a post, it's because we haven't figured out, you know, everything about that. So we're going to be sharing a lot of the news um, about this, about some of the things we're going to be talking about today. And if you get super curious about it, check out the blog. We'll link in the show notes so you can figure out what we're talking about. Um, and it's just one of those weird things to where we're talking about the present, mm-hmm. but we know... It's going to be in the future. Yeah. One of those weird things. Yeah. It's as time has really been weird all (laughs) all of 2020. uh, We'll just continue with the theme of like, where in time are we and what are we talking about versus what's going to be talked about in the near future? Yes, it's all it's all happening. And this kind of actually, as you were talking about that, it made me think about one of the things that has really been a bit different this year, I feel, and probably where both of us have kind of found ourselves like on the the edge of of the growth and the pain and the the excitement. And that's like how fast things can change and how we're trying to speed things up um, and get things done um, in the business now. And so it just made me think about that when you were talking about we're recording this now. But we're going to have the series, I think, of six posts about what all's happening in the world of PF 
out before this actually comes out, but this is still coming out like next week. So things are happening fast. <laughs> things are happening super fast. And a few things here. I was thinking about this show and especially since it's been six months mm -hmm. and something that you'll hear in my voice, maybe more than Angela's is I am not going to be focused as much about how hard COVID's been mm -hmm. and really putting so much of the weight on like, oh, it's hard and it's, it's done that. It's not that it hasn't been hard. It's just not been the way that I've been showing up because it's actually done a lot for us, right? Mm -hmm. And so in that series that I'm, you know, we're talking about uh, part of what, what it is for me, it's like, thanks, COVID, yeah. right? Because it just illuminated so many different things. And so I don't want to in any way um, downplay or disrespect how weighty it's been for the world, for us, for our team, for our clients, for our community. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to do that. And... Um, I'm trying to, you know, look at what, how's it helped us grow and what's it created that allows us to go forward. For sure. For sure. It's been, you know, it's been a dark, scary, hard time in the world in a lot of different ways, um, you know, internally for us as well. And, oh, my gosh, the the amazing opportunities and blessings and like growth projects that that this is really like catalyzed like you said thanks covid for sure thanks covid yeah so we're just gonna dive right into our growth edges right yeah let's talk about it i'll let you go ahead and go first okay well i think you know it's really hard to say like this is like the top growth edge this year because like it feels like there have been so many for me i feel like this has been a year of personal transformation in a way um, that I just could never, I could never have imagined. Um, and so that's, you know, it's kind of hard to say, like, this is the thing. But I would probably have to say that for me this year, one of the growth edges is definitely giving myself permission to stand in the light um, and to push that growth edge of being seen and heard and what that looks like with regards to becoming slash embracing leadership. So that's definitely one of my, my big growth edges this year for sure. Yeah, you didn't touch on the one that I thought you were going to touch on, which was around the anchor and the writing. Uh, oh, yeah. that That's another one. It's a coming. It's a coming. <laughs> well, I was going to play off that, though. I was going to say in off of that one. Oh, I can I can go, go ahead, ahead and hit it. Yeah, I can share that one, too. Um, you know, and that's it, that's why I was like, which one do I go with first? There's so many. Um, you know, another for sure growth edge for me this year has been around self-acceptance um, and really accepting and embracing all the messy parts of me, all the messy emotions, the feelings, and understanding that they are all valuable and they are all necessary and needed to have the type of life I really want to have, a full spectrum life. And that self-acceptance, a lot of that has happened because of the writing I've been doing. 
um, I've poured it out on a, on the page like I never, I never thought I would do that. Yeah, um, I was hoping you would get to being messy in public because mm. that's been part of the thing. So yeah. if you haven't been around for a while, you haven't read the post, you know, or you may not know that Angela, when we kickstarted the Anchor Project, which was a daily writing project, um, that we really started it to provide some content inspiration, um, just being as a help to our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, through the twist and turns, Angela ended up picking up a lot of of the the anchor, so much so that it became Angela's anchors, right? <laughs> In a way, like that's how it became branded. And, um, you know, it has been amazing for you to see. And I'm, I'm glad that you went with this self-acceptance and permission piece mm-hmm. because – You've been doing a lot of this sort of writing and reflection and things like internally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've got to hear it for the last 23 years. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't been public. No. It hasn't been public. And it hasn't been public and a part of the productive flourishing conversation. Right. Absolutely. Except for in me referencing your lived experience, which I always hate doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's your lived experience and it's your voice and it's what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um and so it was just been a blessing to with to behold that and to be sort of witness to that. Um, at the same time, it also created some, ooh, for me, like some mm-hmm. challenges because as the anchor, as you carried more of the anchor and it's about, you know, talking about self-acceptance and the mess and the vulnerability and the transparency, not that I don't like do that in my own way. Mm-hmm. But it's not nearly as emotional as yours. It is not nearly as, I think, tied into where people have been mm-hmm. right on the day to day. And so as that went along, I was like, damn, I'm in this place to where I definitely want to make space for, celebrate and pull out Angela's voice and leadership. That's what we've needed for a long time. And it just created, a you know, COVID created a moment for that. Mm-hmm. And... How do I do that without disappearing, yeah. right, without going that direction? Because that's – it's just been something I haven't figured out, to be honest. It's been a major growth edge. Um, even when we were on MMCs, that's monthly momentum calls, even when we are on PFA things, Angela's super great about holding space and drawing out the emotions that people are feeling. And there's a part of me where it's like, I love that she's doing that, but I'm already in sort of a like, that's great. I'm living in the future. What are we going to do? How are we going to go forward? Very much a guy thing, I know. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm just like, all right, like, let's get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And I feel like this year, there have been some members of, in our tribe that have really been like, I need to be reminded to get it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people have needed to hear sort of like, it's okay, self-accepting, self-compassion, like here's where we are. Mm-hmm. And just figuring out that component um, is, has been challenging. You know, I'm very much a product of my upbringing and a product of my military upbringing. And I'm like, yeah, we're getting shot at, but like we got to do stuff. Like we can't just stand here. Let's get moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and this year has felt more like the, but let's talk about where we're getting shot at. Right. And I'm like, not helpful. Let's move. Right. Um, and I know that's oversimplistic and that's not, that's not at all honoring um, Angela's work and, and what the community has needed. I just haven't been able to stay in that space, you know, and I've wondered about, being tone deaf and, you know, cause I'll show up with like a, 
you know, four steps to get your head, you know, to get your head right and get moving. Right. And people were like, but, but that's hard right now. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not where I am. It's just been challenging. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's been a major growth edge. Um, and especially as the worst parts of, I think the pandemic, I, I can't say the worst parts. The worst parts of the early parts. That's not even true. <laughs> As we become more accustomed to this being normal, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um. I th- I think it's eased back into like, okay, this is where we're living now. How are we going forward? Mm-hmm. As opposed to how do we live here? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, I think you know, you're absolutely spot on there about why it's been. It's been a really good growth year and edge for both of us um, because we do, while we share a lot of similar views and perspectives and and all of that, we have very different trainings Mm -hmm. and we have very different real life experiences. Um, And that's part of what's beautiful Mm -hmm. about the fact that we do this together Mm -hmm. is that you have the military training and you have the philosophy training and you have all the years in business and boy scouts and just all the things that you've done. Um, you know, and I have, you know, the social psychology background and the, the research and mental health, um, as well as my own mental health and physical health journey. And so I think, you know, for me, I'll say that, it's it's also been an interesting dynamic internally as i saw you shut down just a little bit that's probably not the actually that's not quite the right word not shut down but not know where your genius and voice fit in that particular thing because that's how I think that's how I've felt mm-hmm. for so long myself. Mm-hmm. Um and whew, talk about getting vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um I I didn't know for the longest time like that my voice was really that necessary or needed. Um, here at PF. And it's not because of anything you've done by any means. Like you have always been like my greatest like advocate and fan and whatnot. It It's my own personal stories, background history, all of the things. Um, and it was just, it was time to start shedding a lot of that. Um, and when one partner is going through that and shedding and growing, um, both partners have work to do when that happens. And so whether it's in, in a business together or it's in life or whatever. So I'm going to try not to start crying here for a second. So I'm going to hand it back over to you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That's where it's been a, a good bridge of empathy for me this year. Cause I've been like, ah, this is what it's felt like for her the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're just getting to a place was like, okay, so the growth hitch here is how do we go forward without 
it being a trade off of who feels uncomfortable. Exactly. And who feels underappreciated and who feels not as relevant. Right. And very much a, a work in progress. Yeah. Very, very much a work in progress. And as I was writing, you know, the post about the big news and everything, that's what I, um, I sort of realized in, not in that moment, it's come up for me multiple times. Like there's a little, there's some awkwardness when like I'm known for productive flourishing, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. there's been times throughout the year I've been like, damn, like the brand I started, I can't speak in. (laughs) That's awkward, right? Um, That's just hella, hella awkward. Um, And, you know, that's not really true in the sense of, one of the things that popped up, and if you don't mind, I'll slide into the next growth edge because it's related here. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, I've been doing business coaching for a long time. I've been doing executive coaching for a long time. A perennial problem is how many hats executives and yeah. founders wear. Mm-hmm. And this has just been a year that it's just unfurled how many of those hats I've been wearing, despite folks that we've hired despite things. And part of that is, you know, there's been a lot of how am I creating this? How am I creating more work for myself? How am I not letting these hats go? Like, what am I doing to hold on to this? Which is the same sort of things that I would mm-hmm. ask, you know, my clients, like, if this is a long-standing pattern, it's not the world, it's you, yep. right? What What's going on there? And one of the reasons I receded from the anchor is because there was just so much going on in the business and working on the business and driving things forward between the book, which has been great. You know, we wrote a post about, you know, the anniversary of that and how much work there's been for start finishing. Mm-hmm. Y'all, there's another book in the works. Yeah. Um, they, this has been a great year when it terms to, when it comes to clients, because it turns out that everybody knows apparently that like Charlie's good in a crisis. Yes. And so I am that guy. And so there's, that's been this weird sort of thing for me when it comes to the anchor and the relationship between them is like, here it is for public posting where I'm like, mm, I'm not sure that that's really what people want and need right now. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, Lots of clients, lots of new leads coming in and like seeing like, oh, that's exactly what I need right now. And it was only after we, you know, I'd made us some commitments about how many clients I was going to take on that I realized that. But then I was so booked up mm-hmm. that like writing consistently and things like that became difficult. And so I was like, really, what's going on? Because Angela knows, the team knows, everybody knows I love to write. Yeah. I love to publish. I love sharing some of this stuff, right? Um, and so if I'm not, the question is, why not? What's in the way? What's the friction? Mm-hmm. And come down to it, I'm just wearing way too many hats. Yeah. Right? And that's been true for a long time. Yes. And this year has, for lack of better words, it's PF has switched from, with the book launch, it started with the book launch, mm-hmm. but we're now fully back into a startup mode, mm-hmm. right? The fast moving, lots of moving pieces, lots of, I don't know, lots of just stuff mm-hmm. happening. Um, whereas I would say, you know, a few years ago, we were in a much more mature place. Yeah. Right. Where there, we knew what we were doing, so on and so forth. And so as it switched back into startup mode for real, for real, mm-hmm. I'd be like, wow, like there's a lot that I'm doing. Yeah. And that's been a great growth edge about figuring it out and getting myself out of all of those things. So that's one thing. But also, 
and this is totally a work in progress, not beating myself up mm-hmm. and being so mad and frustrated at myself mm-hmm. about all the things that are not happening. Yeah. Because when I looked down and it happened this morning, right? Mm-hmm. Happened this morning. I looked at my to-do list and 60, 65% of it was someone else's job. Mm. It wasn't mine. Mm. Right. And I'm like, okay. And if I did this most days, um, especially days where I'm not scheduled and having appointments, mm-hmm. I'd look at that list and be like, Damn, 50, 65% of my, of my, of what I'm doing today mm-hmm. is not my job. Um, so if this is stuff that I'm doing and it has to do, has to be done and we don't have someone else to do it, mm-hmm. how can I beat myself up about not doing the other parts that are my job? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a way in which you're saying, obviously, if you're doing it, it's your job, mm-hmm. but it's not the role that's best for me is what I'm meaning. It's mm-hmm. not, okay. not how... Um, I can best um, work on and in the business. Yeah. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. You know, and that's part of, you know, thinking about that piece of it with the fast movement and how much is shifting and changing in the business right now. Um, you know, it it started before COVID hit, but when it did, oh my gosh, like buckle up. Like there were so many shifts and changes that needed to happen and that started happening. Um, and, you know, one of those things I'll say for me, it kind of it kind of leans into another growth edge for me this year. And that's been um, moving forward despite fear mm. for me. Um you know, it's it's been an interesting year of like this and this, mm-hmm. not this or this mm-hmm. um, for me in many different ways. And so, you know, uncertainty used to be my undoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie could speak yep. very, very uh, well about that. Over time, I've become more and more comfortable with uncertainty and like the level of changes and quick adaptations that we've had to make this year have been like beyond that level that I was getting comfortable at. And so for me, for sure, another one of my growth edges this year is moving forward despite the fear. It's there. Um, I get why it's there. I'm not going to ignore it. I'm definitely going to acknowledge it because it has something to tell me. Um, and moving forward anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I just now saw the link between that one and mine, mm-hmm. which is another major growth edge for me has been saying, I don't know yeah, and being comfortable with not knowing. Yeah. Right. Cause there's just so much going on right now where someone will ask me, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work out a month from now in different ways. I don't know if this is going to work. Right. I don't know. And I'm not talking existential things. Sometimes it's existential yeah. things like, uh, is this particular project going to work? And if it doesn't, what happens? But it's just like, you know, we'll change this and see what's happening. And I think um, just as a shout out, the uh, Productive Flourishing Academy has been a, a, a macro example of that. Because when mm-hmm. we started it, it was, you know what? We've been sitting on this community thing for a long time. Yep. There's a bunch of things going on with COVID. This seems like the right time. And like, what do we, how are we going to work this out? And who's it going to be for? And it's like, we don't know. 
Yeah. Right. We're going to get in there with our folks and figure it out. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've over the last six months gotten in there and figured out we're making some changes to it. Right. Mm -hmm. That had just been our members speaking up, but we were right that it was the right thing to do. Yeah. But we couldn't have seen how it was going to turn out, Mm -hmm. like what the Academy has become. Yeah. We could not have predicted people would want it. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's been a lot of, we don't know. I don't know. Let's give that a shot. We could be wrong. Yeah. If it's wrong, we'll make it like, we'll do something different. And yeah, that's been, you know, um, one of those things where it's been a big lesson learned for me. And what I'm realizing, what I have been realizing is it's not that I was uncomfortable with not knowing mm-hmm. because Angela, you've been with me long enough. Like I'll walk into something. I don't know how this is going to work out, but yeah. I'll figure it out. Yep. Um, part of it has been for lack of better words, a team mindset mm-hmm. of being like, y'all, we don't have to have all the answers right now. Yep. We can't know the answers right now. Our job is to go figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as that's been embraced by more and more people on the team mm-hmm. and it's just been, you know, okay, all right, we'll go figure it out then. Yep. Then it's enabled me to just be like in a meeting, be like, I don't know the answer to that. Um, and that kind of goes to some of the team dynamics we might talk about later where, it's no longer my job to figure everything out. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's like, I don't know, like Angela's responsible in many ways, you know, in her team for Productive Flourishing Academy. Mm-hmm. And so if she comes to me with a question, like you come to me with a question, I'm like, I don't know, go figure it out. Yeah. Right. It's not like, I don't know, like I have the answer and I'm doing that paternalistic thing where I'm not telling you the answer. So you fall down and then I, you know, then you learn that. Cause there's a, that's a way in which sometimes that's a, that's a good way about doing things. Mm-hmm. This is, I legit don't know. Let's go find out. Or yeah. you go find out. Yeah. Um, and that's been, you know, kind of related to this wearing too many hats thing is that as I've been able to say, I don't know more and be comfortable with that and not mm-hmm. feel like I'm not leading the team. Mm-hmm the more it's been able for me to let go of some of those hats. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, you know, just continue on a little bit with that, that, you know, growth edge that we're talking about here about just not knowing, not knowing how it's going to work out, not knowing exactly what it needs to look like. Um, You know, for me, some this year has been like moving beyond the fear and just, just head down, do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um. I will say that moments of joy for me this year with allowing that to happen specifically as it relates to PFA, Mm -hmm. um, so our academy, is starting it knowing that we didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but working with our community throughout this whole process to see what they want what's working, what's not working, getting the feedback. Um, It's been really good for me because I love our people so much. So it's given me more opportunities to like work with them and hear from them and, and learn from them. And specifically on the personal growth front is that I've had to ask sometimes hard questions that there was a decent chance I wasn't going to really be excited about the answer. Um, So people giving me feedback that 
a version of me a year, three, five years ago would have taken personally and allowed myself to shut down. Um, And for this Enneagram (laughs) 2, for those of you who are familiar, that's like, that's really saying something for me um, because I have allowed myself for so long to just get shut down um, when I feel like I haven't showed up and done my best. Um, And with, you know, feedback that isn't always, it's not taking it personally, but taking it and making it better, right? Making what we're doing better, making me better, making me do what I'm doing for our people better. Like, it's not about me, it's about them. So a bit tangential in some ways. And wow, talk about a growth edge for me. And I'm, I'm going to keep leaning into it. So you say it's tangential, but I remember so many hikes uh-huh. where we were talking about that thing, uh-huh. right? Where, um, are you comfortable with me sharing parts yeah, of this? Go for it. Where, especially around your writing, mm-hmm. um, and your public work, it was getting used to having editors mm-hmm. and getting used to talking about talking to people like actually, like I, I'm learning mm-hmm. to deal with feedback well, but I also really need it because if I, that's one thing you got to know about working with Angela, right? Yep. It's, um, <laughs> you need to engage with her and the work and like get feedback and things like that. So there was that sort of part of you that didn't want feedback. Mm-mm. At the same time, there's the other part of you that like needed it as fuel for your work. Right. And so you've definitely unlocked that. And I don't think it's at all tangential, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a core thing. Um, and which is part of why you're able, one of the reasons I think you're able to show up in public now. Hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, makes sense. When we were building the academy, one of the things that, that I had in mind and we both had shared it, it was actually some insights from our nonprofit work. Mm. And I just want to talk on this, this briefly, um, in the nonprofit world, there's a tendency for certain people. Mm-hmm. usually coming from a certain class. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll just say to it, there's a certain way in which affluent white folks will create solutions for a community they don't understand. Yes. And then wonder why that solution doesn't work. Yes. And then get frustrated and make it about that community mm-hmm. and not about the fact that they didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the work that I've been doing in nonprofits and a lot of advising, a lot of that sort of stuff, just really nailed that home for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, We've really been practicing that a lot in Social Venture um, Partners, Social Venture Partners or SVP Portland. And so when we built the academy, I was like, you know what? That's true in business too. Yes. Right. And especially when you understand how many of our communities are um, BIPOC mm-hmm. and women and people who come from, you know, the non-traditional background for personal growth and business and things like that. I didn't want to replicate that same model of like, we have all the answers yeah, and here it is for you. And if you don't get it, that's your problem and you suck. Mm -hmm. Right. As opposed to showing up and saying, we've got some stuff. What do you most need? Yeah. Right. And that in a lot of ways shifted the game for me when it came to starting the community. One of the reasons that we actually did this year is because it's like, you know what? I don't want to do that thing. And I didn't understand in previous conversations where we had talked about starting a paid community, mm-hmm. what had had me stuck, but it was actually that piece mm-hmm. where it's like, 
you know, at PF, we um, do too good of a job of having an abundance of resources. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we showed up with that spirit of service mm-hmm. and truly understanding what people were needing and building around that, even if our first iterations mm-hmm. were wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What else do you feel has kind of been a growth edge area for you this year? Um, it's not so much like, well, it is a growth edge. We are, we going to, we're going to show pictures of our gym project, right? Oh yeah, we can. All right. Um, at some point it might not be published before this, but, um, long story short, the too long didn't read (laughs) is, um, because of COVID all the gyms, it's not that they shut down. We just didn't feel comfortable going to a gym every day because of the risk and the exposure, I mean, let's be frank. I had enough time, enough trouble, enough friction going to the gym before the <laughs> pandemic. So mm-hmm. I didn't need that on top of it. So we we canceled our gym membership, mm-hmm. memberships. And both in our own ways found out that that was not working for us. Yeah. Um, we both have a lot of energy. <laughs> um, we need to get that energy out. Mm-hmm. Um, we both also, I won't speak for Angela on this one. Charlie likes to eat. Oh, so do I. Thanks, COVID. You've made that even more clear. Right, right. (laughs) And so it was just one of those things where, like, we were still eating as much. We weren't moving as much. Mm -hmm. And so we got the, you know, COVID side effect of, you know, our clothes shrinking. No one said that was a part of the thing, but it's a part of the thing. So here we were. Like, we got to do something. So we started investing in workout equipment. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And... Because of our minimalist leanings, we actually had a garage that was the home for our car. Mm-hmm. And we love our car, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's treated us well over the last 12 years, longer, 13, 13 14. Yeah. Anyways, we've held it for a while. Yes. Um, but we started thinking like, we need more equipment than we can keep outside. We have this gym, or excuse me, we had this garage. How about we convert it into a gym? Mm-hmm. Since we're, at the time, we weren't planning on traveling. Yes. Right. Um, and so it was like, well, we have that budget. This makes things. So long story short, mm-hmm. we turned our garage into a gym. Yep. Um, and for real, y'all, it was just last night that it sank on me. Right. It sank in because it's been a lot of projects and a lot of Angela projects. And if you don't know what Angela projects are, it's just like a lot of. Um, once something like, once we decide to do something like this, um, she can be very tenacious about I'm it. I'm all in. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. She's all in, which means your ass is all in too. Right. <laughs> um, like it or not. So it was just like last week, I think that we turned a corner, we turned a corner and we didn't have any more projects. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, mm. well, there's still a few little things I'd like for you to help me with in the gym, but I'll let you continue. See what I mean? See, this is what happens. Um, This is what happens. I love you. (laughs) All right, back to the story. Um, So I was working out. I needed a mental health day yesterday. Um, Just a lot of different things going on. And so um, I spent a lot of time in the gym yesterday. Mm -hmm. And between doing the Peloton in the morning, we've raved about the Peloton in the past. I need to write a post about it. It's a great thing, right? Um, 
And then, you know, we put a TV in the garage. We have two TVs in our house, one that's a smaller one that can go back and forth in the, in the, in the down, in the living room closet. And the biggest TV in the house is actually in the gym. Um, because, you know, a lot of the, we have gym membership or we have virtual memberships. And so last night I was able to go in there and, um, stretch for 10 or 15 minutes having a, like a guided stretch. And then I did two meditations that were like 15, 20 minutes a piece. Um, and it just sank on me after, after I got that, that grip in meditation that you get in meditation where like that, that moment of clarity and equanimity and joy mm-hmm. hit me. And it's like, this is amazing because if we didn't have this, this would be really awkward to do somewhere else. I probably wouldn't do it, but I can just go out here come out here and, you know, 35, 45 minutes recenter have a space that's designed just for that. Don't have to fix a whole bunch. Don't have to move a whole bunch. Um, I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. So a growth edge for me around this is one switching my mindset from the old way of working out, which is like, um, you, you go to the gym for an hour, two to three times per week. You do certain exercises. Like there's just a way that you do it mm-hmm. versus now, mm-hmm. which is in and out all day. Mm-hmm. which is like my killer, my killer hack that Angela knows about is at this point, I just keep my workout clothes in the garage. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just work in, in the gym. So I just work out like, I'm like, Oh, I don't have the right thing on. I just strip and change clothes and work out and then I'm good. Right. It just removes all of the friction, mm-hmm. which is great. And it can also feel like you're not working out yeah, because you don't have all of the artifice around it. Mm-hmm. So it's a major growth edge of like leaning more into that. It's a beautiful one. I love it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm so thankful that we've invested in that. Um, with Angela projects, I'm always thankful on the backside of the project. <laughs> right. Truth. Um, and so that's what gets me through these y'all. I'm serious. I'm like, I know on the backside of this, it's going to be great. But in this moment when I've been working so many hours and I've been doing all the stuff she wants me to do this thing for another two, three hours. Just chill. You'll feel better afterwards. Turns out she's right again. You're so funny. Um, I think, you know, I want to mention this one actually. So I've already been vulnerable. It's kind of, I think that's part of my MO this year too. Slash changes is like, just lean into it and be vulnerable. You'll, you'll survive. Um, even when your heart palpitations feel like too much. Um, another area for me, and there's really not a great segue here, so I'm just going to kind of like dive into it, is I have had to embrace um, the two parts of me mm. this year mm. in a way that I have not done in a sustainable long-term way, I think, ever in my life. Um, so I'm a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Um, can also tell you many other things around like, um, you know, Enneagram and Finder and Meyer Briggs and all that. But anyway, I won't go into all those details. But I have both achiever slash academic Angela, which is what Charlie and I have called her before, and then I also have um, Charlie kind of gave me this this moniker a, a bit, um, but I also have goddess slash heart Angela. 
And so, you know, the soft and the hard, but it's not really hard, but like the the logic and the heart and the the action and the chill and that like all the things, like whatever the light and the dark is and the like yin and the yang and all of that. Um at different points in my life and in different careers and in different moments when other things have been needed of me, I can slide really well into one or the other. Um, and I can learn to overfunction in one or the other as well. Um, hence some of the anchors you all have read this year. Um, and I think what I'm getting to here is that I am finally doing my work, I feel, to embrace and allow both of those parts of me and to understand that even if I may seem like an enigma to somebody else out there in the world and they don't see or understand how these two things go together or live together in harmony, they do and they can And so it's up to me to allow those different strengths and those different capacities to be together and to live harmoniously together and to not dim one or the other. So that's another. That's another one. (laughs) What's really interesting about that one in, you know, if you've listened to some of our conversations before, you know that we have a lot of short codes. We have a lot of like linguistic frameworks that we use to talk to each other mm-hmm. to sort of figure out where we are. Yeah. Um, and it happened this morning, like you got out of the hot tub and I was like, are you in goddess mode or are you in achiever mode? <laughs> and she's like, I'm ready, which means achiever mode. <laughs> um, so excited about the day. Let's go. <laughs> goddess mode is like chill turbo. Like I don't talk to me. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, and so we just learned to sort of ask and be cool with whatever that is. Cause she could have said the other words and I just would have walked off. Right. And found something else to do. Right. Um, and it's not that I, f- I don't feel included or invited in that. It's just like, there's a time like what I could do could wait. Right. Mm-hmm. But I know on those days in which that's where she is just to be like, you know what? Cool. She's doing that thing. Um, you know, we're still practicing like when she's an achiever and I'm in sort of bump on log mode to be like, you know what? No, <laughs> you can go somewhere with that right now. Right. Rewind a few minutes to when we were talking about the projects and the gym. Yeah. And so like, <laughs> nope, not there today. Um, and so we're still working on that, you know, and as we wrap up, you know, this podcast, what what it really comes down to is integrating these different parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm that have either been modulated or been sort of backburned, mm-hmm. backburnered, I guess is the word that I want to look at and say, what happens mm-hmm. um, when we pull them together yeah. more consistently? You know, for me, that's been what happens when I um, celebrate, witness, make space for, and learn from Angela's voice and leadership. Mm-hmm. What happens to my own? Mm. How do I work that out? Mm -hmm. Right. When I um, practice not knowing Mm -hmm. and practice letting that go, what comes out in the work? Mm. Right. What comes out? So um, integrating for me um, fitness, daily movement, 
stretching in in a way that it's a part of my day and life and it's not this external thing mm-hmm. right what is it like to integrate it to be that consistent so just uh, a lot of integration yeah yeah that's a really great way of thinking about it of you know all these disparate things that have been happening in the world that have been happening in the business that have been happening internally within ourselves or not happening like welcoming home and shining a light on and really loving all those different parts and aspects and trusting that they allow us to shine brighter holistically when we just embrace them and allow. So that's definitely been one of my um, key words for this year is allow. Yeah, sounds like its own podcast episode. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but let's wrap this one up. Thanks so much. This is episode 226 with Charlie Gilkey and Angela Wheeler. We would love to hear from you, whether it's sending us a comment once we send this out. Um, we are going to also start practicing sharing these things in our Mighty Networks community. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to share what integrations you've had this year, We are here for it, and whether that's just witnessing and being there for it, we're there for that too. But if it's what do you do with it, we're also there for that. Until next time, stand tall and start finishing. Thanks for listening to Productive Flourishing. To get more resources that will help you finish the work that matters and be your best self in the world, head on over to ProductiveFlourishing.com. If this episode warmed your heart or got your wheels turning, We'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review for the podcast on iTunes.